0: Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is Pastor Calvin Corbett coming to you on the Thursday broadcast, and I hope that you are ready for Christmas. And it's unbelievable; that it's coming in a day. We'll be celebrating Christmas, and I'm so excited about celebrating Christmas. And so today, I want to talk to you about the miracle of light. And uh, you know, I had to go to dentist this past week, and. Uh, I'm not a big fan of going to the dentist and I'm so thankful for what they do. And I had a tooth that was bothering me and uh, they had a filling that they had to replace. And and uh, one of the things I noticed that when I went to the dentist, even though I don't really like going there, but I noticed that they use light for a lot of things. And uh, so, you know, they have a, a light on the dentist's forehead so he can see clearly. And then they had a a light that they used inside of my mouth so they could see as they were drilling out that decay and uh, drilling out that old filling. And then they even had a light uh, that was a heat light that they used to dry around my tooth. And they did that so that when they put the new filling in, it would adhere to the inside of my tooth. And uh, this light helped to dry the inside of that tooth so that new filling would remain firm and would stick to my tooth. You know, the miracle of light is something unbelievable. As a matter of fact, the world's longest lasting light bulb is called the Centennial Light, and it's in California. And reportedly, this light has been burning since 1901, with very few interruptions except for power failures. Unbelievable when you think about the power of light. Isaiah said this, the people walking in darkness, they've seen a great light. Are those living in a land in deep darkness, a light has dawned? So, why were the people in Isaiah's time, why are the people in our time walking in darkness? They're walking in darkness because they have rejected God's word. And whenever a culture rejects God's word, things get dark. You don't have to discover something about darkness that the more time you spend in darkness, the more your eyes adjust to that darkness and the more comfortable you are in darkness. Isaiah is prophesying that the coming of the Messiah is about to take place, and the people needed a miracle. God was going to send them a miracle. Albert Einstein said there are only two ways to live your life. One is if there is no such thing as a miracle, and the other is if everything is a miracle. Jesus talked about our eyes, and he says the eye is a lamp, That lights up our whole body. In other words, if we can see something as we're walking, we will avoid tripping over things because our eye sees the obstacle and tells our brain to tell our feet to walk around that obstacle. If you live in a wide open world of wonder, your body is filled up with light. In other words, you kind of are able to enjoy what you see. But if you live squinty-eyed and filled with greed and distrust, then your body is a dark cellar. So keep your eyes open. Keep your lamp burning so that you don't get musty and murky. Keep your life as well lighted as your best lighted room. I love how Eugene Peterson puts that phrase in Luke chapter 11, verses 33 through 35 in the message translation. Now, if I were to ask you, have you ever experienced a miracle? I'm guessing that depending on your definition Some would say, well, no, but I beg to differ. By the time this broadcast is over, you will have inhaled and exhaled approximately 250 times. You see, most of us don't even give breathing a second thought. I want to help you to consider the journey of an oxygen atom. Uh, The journey begins with air passing through your nose. When unwanted dust and debris is filtered out through our nose, You know, the average person will move about 440 cubic feet of air per day through the nose and down into the trachea and into our lungs. The surface area of your lungs is 40 times greater than the surface of your entire body, compressed within these tiny spaces between your ribs. Once in the lungs, the oxygen atoms hitchhike and they travel through the entire human body through blood vessels. In these blood vessels, if they were laid end-to-end, they would be approximately 100,000 miles long. That means the blood vessels in your body could wrap around the equator four times. At the end of its journey, the oxygen atom enters into our individual cells, and they bond with the food that we eat, and then it is released as energy. I want you to know this is a miracle. That one little atom of oxygen could make its way through our body and be released as energy. You know, if I remove all of the oxygen from this room, I will pass out. In a matter of minutes, I will die. That is the power of oxygen. God created oxygen, God created our lungs. God created his whole process of receiving oxygen into our lungs. God even created the blood vessels in our bodies. God gave us this unbelievable ability to live. Life is a miracle. So when we think about light, Jesus is called the light of the world. That is, God is with us. It was a man who talked about all light that we cannot see. The brain is locked, really, in total darkness, but yet we're able to see light. It floats in this clear liquid fluid inside of our skull. This little brain that we have, but it never is seeing light. And yet the world that it constructs in our mind is full of light. It brings with color and with movement. So how do children, as that brain begins to develop, how do they understand light? How do they understand this spark of light? Jesus said in Matthew four. Quoting Isaiah, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Light comes in and the Bible says that it dispels the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. He opened our eyes to the light that he gives to us by taking the penalty of our sins. Sin in the Bible always represents darkness. Darkness. Sin represents the fact that we are separated from the light of the world. We're separated from Christ. In 1 John 2, 2, it says that Christ is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but also the sins of the whole world. Now, that word propitiation means that he provided for the penalty for our sins. He paid the cost or he paid the price to redeem us from our sins, and because he did that, We are able to see. You see, God is with us. And when He's with us, He brings that light with Him. And this light is that light that sets us free from sin. Now, I'm so glad that God is patient with us. And His patience with us, and He doesn't want anyone to perish, He wants everyone to come to repentance. That's one of the reasons why we do this broadcast. Now, we do this broadcast so that you can learn that God is with us. You can learn that we have the light of the world within us, and you can be set free from your sins. So why would you be discouraged when you understand this? When you understand that God moved heaven and earth to show us the light, that darkness cannot stop the light of God, why do we get discouraged? David in Psalm 42, he got discouraged, and he says, why, my Lord, why my soul are you downcast? Why am I so disturbed, he says. He says, I will put my hope in God. And I will praise him. He is my Lord and he is my Savior. Listen, when you're drawn to the darkness of the world, your light will begin to fade. But when you're drawn to the light of this world, your light becomes brighter. So Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is not just godly, he is God with us. So I would encourage you to spread that light wherever you go. And instead of hogging the spotlight, Why don't you shine that spotlight? Shine it on the world. Let the whole world know what Christ has done for you. In John 12, 46, Jesus says, I have come into the world as light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So listen, if you've been exposed to the light of Jesus Christ, you're not walking in darkness any longer. You're not walking in confusion. You have the light of the world. You ought to let that reflect and shine upon the hearts of mankind. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what Jesus told us to do. In Matthew chapter 5, he says, let your light so shine before men. What's that light? The light we have received from God. Let it so shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and they may glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, the apostle Paul had a young protege by the name of Timothy. And Paul said to young Timothy, don't let anybody look down on you. Because you are young. Now, this is a great verse for those who are young, those who are just beginning their lives. Uh, Don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. Uh, This is one of the verses that I shared with our children's director. We have a wonderful children's ministry at Hickory Ridge Community Church. I'd love to have you come and be part of it. Uh, We have this amazing ministry called Awana uh, on Wednesday nights, we have a, a wonderful program on Sunday morning called Ridge Kids. Uh, We do events with our kids. We hired a young children's director not too long ago, and uh, when we hired her, she was just 21 years old. And I says, listen, don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. Just as Paul said to Timothy, I said to her, but set yourself up as an example for believers in speech and in conduct and in love and in faith and in purity. You see, Timothy was quite capable of setting an example for others, even though he was young. Likewise, listen, you're capable of setting an example for somebody else. Regardless of your past, regardless of your personal struggles, regardless of your family background or your level of education, God can use you. I want you to know when the light of the Lord is shining upon you, it doesn't matter if you're young, it doesn't matter if you're old, you have the opportunity to preach the gospel at all times, wherever you go. You are a sermon in shoes, wherever you go the gospel is shining through you. So don't hog it, right? Don't use it just for yourself. Spread it. Allow that glory of God to go ahead of you. You know, in Acts chapter 3, we read the fascinating story of how Peter and John healed a beggar who had been disabled since birth. As word of the healing spread, people came running to Peter and John. You know, celebrities have power. They have that power to draw people to themselves. Peter saw something in the crowd, and that people were coming to him, and, and then he got real uncomfortable because they started worshiping him. He nipped it right in the bud, and he says, fellow Israelites, you know, why do you stare at us as if by our own power or our own godliness we had made this man walk? He reflected that light back to the one who gave this man the healing. He wanted to make sure that God got credit for his work. You know, the same is true in our lives. Everything that happens in our lives should bring credit back to God. You see, Martin Luther King said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. You know, there's a professional basketball player by the name of Kevin Durant. He's a basketball player with the Brooklyn Nets, and he played a lot of college ball with the University of Texas, and then he was selected as a second overall pick, and then he went to the Seattle Supersonics and then played for the Oklahoma City. And uh, in 2016, he ended up with the Golden State Warriors and uh, won back-to-back championships in 2016 and 2017. And he was awarded the league's MVP. And during this time of recognition, he embodied the essence of how one should respond when recognized. He said this, I had so much help. So many people believed in me when I didn't believe in myself, he said. He says we weren't supposed to be here, he added, speaking to his mother. He said to his mom, you kept me off the street. You put clothes on my back. You put food on the table. When you didn't eat, you made sure that we ate. When you went to bed hungry, you made sure that we had something to eat. And he said of his mom, you're the real MVP. And then he continued on citing others who had an impact in his life. He told all of his teammates and named them by name how each of them believed in him. And because they believed in him, it made a difference in his life. He said of Russell Westbrook, he said, I could speak all night about Russell. He's an emotional guy who will run through a wall for me. I don't take him for granted. He says, I love you, man. You're an MVP caliber player. It's a blessing to play with you. You know, as you look at diverting this glory to somebody else. In a recent interview in 2021, Durant said, the world is bigger than my little box. I'm not going to be playing this game forever, so I can't be expected to stay in this box. Then he laughed and, and talked about the fact that all of us are in this really small little box, and it only lasts for a really short amount of time. And you think about life. Life is so short. It amazes me how quickly life is passing by. You see, Jesus was born in this world, and And he wants to have this relationship with us, and he wants us to understand how we can be the light of the world. So one of the ways that we can do this is by not letting the world conform us, but allowing ourselves to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know, the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word. This is John 1, verse 1 through 5. The Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. And then verse number three is a fascinating verse because it says, Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him is life, and that life is the light of all mankind. That light shines into the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Don't you love this? You don't have to worry about your light being snuffed out because the light of this world cannot overcome it. Because the light that we have is not the light of our own. It's the light of the world that's given to us by Christ himself. It is through him all things were made. It is through him that we have life. It is through him that life and light is shined into the darkness. You know, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. But the real tragedy of life is that when men are afraid of the light, Jesus said, as a whole city was coming to meet them, and he saw them gather together, he says, I implore you to walk in the light. You know, there is a, a terror about darkness because we cannot see. And there's also a terror about light because we can see. There's a terror about light because much of what we see in the light about ourselves and about our world, we'd rather not see. We'd rather not have seen it. As we look at the light of the world in John 3, 19, light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. So I want to encourage you to be patient with those who reject light. Did you know by rejecting the light, they are really people who are fearful because they're trusting themselves instead of God? Corey Ten Boone said this, When a train goes through a tunnel, it gets dark. But as that train is going through the tunnel, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and you trust the engineer. That's how our lives are. There are times as you're going through a tunnel in your life and and you're tempted to throw in a towel and give up and jump off, but I want you to just trust the Lord in your life. Be the light that others may be able to see. Will you share that light with somebody this week? Will you be one who is able to be a blessing to others? There's a long-haul truck driver who recently walked into Tiny Tim's Toy Foundation in Utah and asked for a box of toys. That truck driver was a guy by the name of Alton Thatcher. So he was given five boxes, each packed with 125 cars. Thatcher said that he would stop at all the children's hospitals along his truck route, and he would hand them out. And he says, I would hand them out, and I'd see little smiles coming across the faces of these children. These simple little wooden cars that were painted with a smile were made at a factory and given free to children in need all around the United States. Not only throughout the United States, but throughout churches and children's hospitals throughout the world. Thatcher's Little Factory reached a huge milestone this year. It cranked out its one millionth toy. He said, for some kids, one of our little wooden cars is the first and the only toy that they'll ever get. I think about Angel Tree. Every year, my church participates in Angel Tree, and because I'm the chaplain at Indian Creek Correctional Center, in August and into September, I go around and I encourage the guys to fill out an application, a simple Angel Tree application, and they write on that application what they would like to have for their son or daughter. You know, it's a a lonely time to be incarcerated during the holidays. And oftentimes these men who are incarcerated don't have the opportunity to get gifts for their children. They may not have the resources to purchase gifts and get them to their children. But this ministry through Prison Fellowship called Angel Tree gives gifts to those who are, are the children of a, of a parent who's incarcerated. It's a wonderful ministry, and every year we have this opportunity to see lives change by a simple little token, a token of our love for them. They're able to see the love of Christ, just because of a little gift. As you look at your life today, I want you to know that we are called to be the light of the world. In Psalm 119, it says, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Are you walking in that light today? Do you have the assurance that you're walking in the fullness of that light? I want you to know that God loves you so much. And he has this amazing plan for your life. And that plan includes being a recipient of the light of Jesus Christ. Christ came into this world 2,000 years ago. And he came with a purpose to seek and to save those who are lost. You know, for many years, I didn't understand the significance of this wonderful thing, this thing called salvation that God has given to us. But through the years, I've seen God use the light of his son, Jesus Christ, To change lives. Literally, hundreds of lives have been changed because of what Christ has done. Today, as you look at your life, maybe you need some answers in your life. Maybe you're wandering around and says, I don't know what to do with my life. I need that compass. You know, the psalmist reminded us in that verse that I just quoted reminds us that God's people are here and we are the compass of life. We are providing direction for others. God gives us the Bible. As we follow the Bible in our lives, we are becoming the compass for the world to look to. How many people are you impacting today with the gospel of Jesus Christ? You know, it's Christmas. We have this wonderful opportunity to get together, to be with family members, to be with friends that we might not see for another year. Will you take this occasion and share the love of Christ with them? You know, as I'm recording this broadcast, it wasn't too many days ago that I did the homegoing service of a young lady who was just 48 years old. Uh, This lady is a family member, and we were devastated to lose her. It was actually uh, my wife's cousin who passed, and the family asked me to do the service. And as we gathered the family together, I, I wanted to hear the story of how this family member came to a saving knowledge of Christ. It was in a little country church down in Edenton, North Carolina, that she began her journey with Christ. She went to Sunday school every Sunday and went to church every Sunday with her family. And one Sunday, her Sunday school teacher opened up the Bible and shared with her that famous verse, John 3 16. I didn't know this story about this family member, but I learned that this family member, at the end of a Sunday school class one day, prayed to receive Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. As she walked with the Lord throughout the years, her main ambition of life was to be a blessing to those she came in contact with. I asked the family members, what was her favorite verse? They all said, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, I want you to know that verse is a verse that is still alive and well today. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. What do you need that extra strength for today? Where are you lacking in resources and where are you lacking in energy? Realize that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, later on in that very same chapter in Philippians 4.19, Paul says that my God shall supply for all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Oh, today... Are you trusting in that light of the world? Are you doing all things for His honor, for His glory? I hope and pray that you are. As we get ready to celebrate a new year, I want to tell you one last time about an opportunity that we are making available to you. And that is to receive a, a free devotional book, a 365-day devotional book called Believe. It's written by Randy Freeze and his wife. And I'll offer this book to you free. All you got to do is reach out and contact me. Just give me your name and your address and I'll drop that in, into the mail to you. Uh, you can do that by calling the church office at 757-421-7500 or you can give me a call on my cell phone. If you just leave me a voicemail or a text message, that number is 252-267-2365 and I'll get that into the mail to you. Listen, I want to wish you a very merry Christmas. I'm so glad that we get to spend this 30 minutes together every single day. And as we celebrate Christmas in just a day or so, I want to pray that you have a very Merry Christmas and that God will use this and allow this to be the very best Christmas that you have ever had. So Lord, thank you for being with us during this broadcast. Thank you for giving us the light of the world. Thank you for allowing us to learn some new things about you today. I pray that we will let that light so shine before men so that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Amen. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3220 South Battlefield Boulevard, Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We would love for you to join us. For more information, you go to our website at www.hrcc7.org. No matter what you're going through, remember, in Jesus Christ, there is always hope for your heart.